everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Welcome once again, everybody. Poker Action Line, another show. Uh, an old friend, Tony Burns, uh, finally coming on the program with me. Uh, had no idea we were going to do it by uh, StreamYard or Zoom or anything like that. Uh, certainly a lot of things have changed in the, in the times we kept talking about doing a show about different things. And so many important things have happened with his job, uh, his business uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, his promotion in the uh, department of uh, Seminole gaming and the, and uh, publicity. So uh, we'll talk about some of that. Uh, we have talked about it in the past, but uh, I don't believe on the show. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But of course, since then the hotel opened uh, the guitar hotel. Uh, we've had a couple of great tournaments that in, over there that had tremendous turnouts as usual, some interesting uh, local players. And then now the coronavirus shut down the whole world of poker, uh, pretty much all over the world. And now in dribs and drabs, it's starting to come back. We've had the first uh, opening here in South Florida at the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, of course, Dade and Broward counties are a little bit different than uh, than uh, other parts of the state. So uh, the first one to open was over in Derby Lane in St. Petersburg. And then the next night, uh, the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa, which is a very successful operation over there. And Tony was there for the opening. So we'll talk about some of that. I do want to let everybody know, uh, if you're joining the show for the first time, uh, to follow Tony uh, around the world. Uh, Tony uh, has been on the show with me many times, a lot of taped interviews and uh, several live ones as well. But uh, we always have a good long conversation, very frank and, and generous with his time, and we appreciate it. And people can pick up the show on uh, Spotify. We'd like to have you rate the show, subscribe to it, and give us your comments on there. We uh, just recently got on Spotify, but we have been on for a long time on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the uh, Poker Action Line website carries the show on a regular basis, Poker Fuse podcast page. And, of course, iTunes uh, as well. So all those things uh, are places where you normally get your uh, podcasts, and we hope you'll continue to do that. And anytime you have a chance to respond and tell us what you thought of it, we would really appreciate that. Uh, Joe Rodriguez, my partner, is here tonight as well. Uh, Joe, I know that uh, uh, you're trying to get back to no- uh, some semblance of, uh, semble of normalcy, but uh, it's tough. It, it really is, and I'm um, just – Praying that the that the mayors down here in Dade County eventually let us open up these uh, casinos. Um, you know, I I know we do a poker show. I'm curious to ask Tony. Uh, the Hard Rock property is is different uh, than the rest of the properties down here, and I, I know that they did a great job opening up Tampa's poker room up there. I'm assuming they're going to open up their poker room once they're allowed to open here in Coconut Creek. I just don't see that being the case for all the other casinos if they limit the amount of uh, guests we're allowed to have in the casino. Well, let's bring him in. Tony Burns, uh, the director of marketing for Seminole Gaming, which is uh, he spent a long time as the tournament director over at the Seminole Hard Rock in Hollywood, but now has uh, responsibilities, all the Seminole properties. Uh, You got promoted uh, last fall, Tony. And uh, so you've been there for about six months and, 
let's disregard the coronavirus at first. How has it been an adjustment for you uh, to take over that position? Hey guys, always uh, great to be on, and uh, you know, different way of uh, this. Is our, I think our first uh, streamed <laughs> interview. <laughs> so uh, we're we're all social distanced here. So no, um, you know what? The last uh, you know, since September, uh, since the promotion, you know that there was a couple months where. Um, I was still helping out in the tournament director role, uh, you know, for the rock and roll in November. And then Jason uh, Heidenthal came from Maryland Live and he took over the tournament manager spot uh, in December. So, you know, still was in that kind of a transition period. And then, uh, you know, getting going in the, the new role as uh, director of poker marketing, which was really, um, I, I don't even know how to put it. It's, it's been such an awesome progression, you know, since coming down to South Florida in, in July of 2007 from you know, just slinging cards along and showing people that if you, you know, if you work hard and you really want something in life, you know, just, just bust tail and hopefully you get there. Right. So, yes. uh, you know, and you know, my, my life personally has changed too. You know, now, uh, you know, I have a wife and two children that, you know, I, I love immensely and, you know, that's who I, I live my life for and, and work hard for. So, but uh, the, the new job has been awesome. Uh, you know, it's a seeing it on a new level from, uh, from the corporate level, you know, and, and meeting new people, networking with uh, other people, learning the full scope of the business, not only just in terms of casino and, and gaming, but, you know, all the other things that the, the Seminole Tribe have going on and getting to hear people from their aspects and what they do. There's just so many people that are at that corporate building. It's been a really enlightening uh, uh, promotion. Well, you've known everything about poker for a long time and, and worked on different projects uh, in, the, in the poker era. But what about the uh, casino? Have, have, you, have you taken more of an interest in uh, getting involved in some of that while you're uh, dealing with some of your other people in the office? So one of the cool things about marketing um, is, you know, when I was a tournament director, you, you're kind of a marketer. You're always out there. You're trying to get the players to come. You're on social media. You're using those Challenge, uh, those channels that we've frequently talked about, they're free, they're out there. And, uh, you know, um, I, I constantly talk about Matt, you know, Savage and what he, he was kind of the godfather getting information out there to uh, to the players. So I took that and, you know, put that twist in, into uh, what I did at, as the tournament director. Now you look at uh, the other things of casino marketing, um, not only for poker, but for the other departments. Um, you know, it's given me, like I said, it's it's meeting new people it's networking to other people learning more about the business um you know i, I my heart's in poker um you know i don't want to leave poker just yet in terms of like going to another department but uh you know you keep your eyes open to uh it's just a great company um you know even in light of uh, i'm sure i'm you know we'll talk more about this in the show about you know the virus and everything but they have really shown how they've taken care of their employees you know from the moment all this happening this happened to the line of communication, keeping us all in the loop. Um, we, I mean, they gave out, uh, I think at one time they gave $4 million in, in gift cards out uh, to the, the furloughed team members and whatnot. But yeah, no, the, the things that they've done during this whole thing is just, it's reconfirmed that I, I made a great decision uh, almost five years ago to, to join uh, the Seminole Hard Rock. I guess one of the biggest differences for you is uh, you're not in the Hollywood uh, on the Hollywood property. You are in the Seminole Gaming uh, offices uh, down the road. So when you drive to work, how many days a week do you cut over to the hotel and check things out? So um, I I go over there occasionally. You know, the um, the hotel is uh, the Godard Hotel is right around the corner from the Sterling office. 
Um, you know, it's nice for me. I live I live in Davie, so from my back porch, I can actually see the top of the guitar. <laughs> wow! And uh, when the light show goes off, I can take the kids outside and they can see the top of the guitar. Who needs uh, fireworks, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I tried to go over there. I mean, you know, my heart is always going to be in Hollywood, right? Working with Bill Mason and the, and the team there. And um, but uh, my my boss uh, now he's a he's a terrific man. Uh, decades of knowledge in the business and getting to learn from under him was another opportunity. His name is Mr. Larry Frank. Uh, he is the general manager of poker operations for the the whole Seminole tribe. And actually the first of the year, uh, we went over from uh, Seminole Gaming to where the poker rooms are just in the state of Florida to what they call Seminole Hard Rock Support Services. <clears throat> and in my role now, uh, we can get involved with the other poker rooms outside of the state of Florida. So as other poker rooms are rebranded and come along, um, I know one of the projects that was being worked on uh, right before the coronavirus was the Cincinnati room that uh, the, the Seminole Hard Rock had uh, the tribe had purchased Jack's Casino in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. And they were working on that rebrand and, you know, having preliminary conversations with them and, you know, they want to, um, you know, start to incorporate uh, since they will be the future home of a hard rock, you know, bring in that poker culture, you know, into their room and, to have some of those early conversations with their with their management up there it's been a lot of fun so I, it's something i look forward to as as uh, things start to, to get reopened again now until just recently the hard rock did not have rights to the name in vegas uh that property the hard rock uh casino there was purchased by uh, uh virgin uh and uh I've, i'm drawing a blank on his name what is his name Richard Branson. Yeah, Branson. Branson. Okay. Uh, Branson uh, has some big plans for that building and uh, reopening as a, as a Virgin Hotel. But uh, just recently, the Seminole Hard Rock uh, obtained the rights in Vegas. So there's a good chance they're going to open a place out there down the road. I know it's very early, so you, you may not want to get too much into it. But uh, I guess, you know, five, ten years from now, maybe we'll uh, be having tournaments out there. Yeah, during this whole, you know, pandemic and seeing you're seeing companies pulling back and, you know, as rightfully show that, you know, they got to protect their business. <laughs> but to see Hard Rock International acquire those uh, that those intellectual properties amidst everything going on, it just shows how great and strong of a company that they are. And, you know, Mr. Allen, the CEO, just says, you know, we are going to make it through this. You know, I was part of the great thing is that uh, during this whole, you know, eight weeks that we were we were out of uh, out of work. Um, you know, he came on, he, he kept us motivated, kept us looking at the future and to see, you know, them, them move forward with, you know, getting into Las Vegas. I mean, let's, let's face it. Las Vegas is still nostalgic and all. It's still one of the gaming capitals of the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's to, to think that we could eventually be out there, uh, as a hard rock property. And then all the things that have come along with, uh, hard rock poker, it's it, the, the future is bright and it's truly exciting. We may get into it a little bit later, but uh, the latest word is that June the 4th, which is this Thursday, uh, casinos out in Vegas. And there was a whole list of them planning to reopen, uh, but not poker rooms. The first poker room could be the Venetian, which is said that they want to open on July 5th, the day after. So, uh, they mentioned the Palazzo of uh, the Venetian, and there's a few other places that are standing on go. But uh, again, uh, it's been tough out there. They got hit pretty hard with a virus, and there's a lot of question marks about that. But uh, uh, things at least starting to get back to normal. 
Yeah, it was, uh, it's tough for those guys out there. I talked to, um, you know, a lot of the, the dealers and supervisors and, and room operators and, and, you know, touch base with Matt Savage through this as well. And we have our group thread and talking to the guys out there and, you know, just trying to see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and it was nice to see that the Venetian is at least going to, uh, to try out forehanded poker, you know, um, I know for a lot of, uh, you know, the casinos, their primary focus is on getting the, the hotel and the, you know, the other gaming um, up and running, right? So, you know, for, for poker to at least be tried forehanded, I think that for them, I think it's going to be a great move. That way, if something um, does change that they can go six handed or, you know, back to, you know, nine handed poker, um, they're going to be, ahead, you know, ahead of everybody. And we, and we said it right before the show started that people don't forget um, certain companies that take chances and, you know, and remembering that, you know, not saying that what the other companies are doing are wrong, but the, you know, people remember that Venetian took a, you know, the, the chance on them to get them up and running first. And yeah, it could be good, big, de- uh, good dividends for them in the end. Yeah, goodwill aspect to it. Uh, I'll let Joe jump in here real quick because uh, forehanded poker is not one of his favorite things. Uh, you may have to start small and that sort of thing. Joe, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, forehanded poker is only my favorite if I'm in a tournament and I'm down to at least no <laughs> but I do enjoy. But I do personally enjoy when I was playing a lot online, I love to play uh, six-handed cash games. Um, and I was going to ask Tony because – Going forward, Tony, and we don't know when a you know vaccine or anything is you know, I I don't think we're ever going to go back to what we were. I just don't feel that. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Do you think nine-handed poker is going to make a comeback? I mean, it's going to come back, or is it, you think it's going to be more like seven or eight-handed going forward? Just just because this is going to be in our memories for a long time. So even before the pandemic happened, there were discussions about is eight handed going to be the new, the new ring. Right. And, you know, a lot of the high rollers, they play seven or eight handed. And one of the big reasons they like to play seven, eight handed is for comfort. And whether you're a high roller, you play one, two, no limit. We like to be comfortable. We're human beings, right? Um, we all put our pants on one, uh, one leg at a time. Some of us try to jump into them, but, uh, (laughs) but no, I, I think that we all want to be comfortable when we play at the poker table and, you know, in light of making more room at the table, people not bumping knees consistently or rubbing elbows or shoulders, I think eight-handed uh, is beneficial all around. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see more rooms come back, um, you know, when, let's say, six-handed poker is allowed to go to seven or eight, that, you know, maybe eight-handed is. And uh, I, I like it. Um, you know, I, I like poker. I like the fact that poker is going on in Florida right now. I feel very fortunate, so. But yeah, to get back to your point, I think eight-handed poker could be the new norm after this. Right, and you know, and it's funny because I can't when I get back into the room, I I want to hear those people that used to complain and bitch and moan about five and six-handed when the game was getting short. And yeah. I want to hear I want to hear what they have to say now when when you know <laughs> they're just going to be grateful to be back at a table. Yeah, I I remember when I first started dealing down here, it was ten-handed, and yeah. I remember when it went down to nine and. You know, when you were ten-handed, you have two people leave the table, and you know the players in South Florida are so accustomed to playing with a lot of people at the table, and and now yeah, it's going to be an adjustment, right, for a lot of players. And I get it. You know, a lot of people don't want to, you know, they buy them for a hundred dollars, they don't want to get chewed up by the blinds, 
you know, they don't want to see their hundred dwindle down quickly. And I, and I get that, but uh, it's going to, you know, I know there's a lot of markets and jurisdictions right now that would beg to have what we have right now. And I, and and I'm constantly thankful for it every day that I wake up and there's poker in South Florida. And I try to remind those two that, uh, you know, say, man, Tony, when, when is this going to come down or, you know, when's the plexiglass going to come down or, and, you just remind them, like, look, guys, there are people that would probably play on hot coal that would run across hot coals right now to play poker. Just be thankful for what you have. And then when you kind of put in that perspective for them, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, and it's it's easy to get, um, you know, just sidetracked for what we were accustomed to and want to get back to that as quickly as possible. But, you know, uh, like I said, the fact that we have it and we're up and running is 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 amazing and 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 blessed to have it and especially a uh, big blow for the uh, hard, rock, hard rock people to have this uh, pandemic come in at a time when uh things were really rolling smoothly over at the guitar hotel the brand new poker room inside the guitar hotel i mean you got a good four or five months in but uh i mean obviously it's going to take years to recover the huge amounts of money that uh, you had to spend to put that together so uh everybody's got to be kind of heartbroken yeah, I mean, it was, we were, we were having a great year. Um, the, you know, cash games were jumping. Um, everybody was excited about the new room. It was like, this was going to be the first year. You, you look forward to the waves of people that came back into town, right? You're, you're looking forward to the next months of people that were going to come down from the, you know, come into town and see the room for the first time. And now, you know, those, some of those people are going to stay home and who knows when they're, when they're going to come back. And then I'm sure they're eventually going to, um, but, uh, you know, the fact that the Tampa's reopened is extremely positive, um, you know, and the company's making strides and they're working with the officials. I'm sure there's a lot of conver- there or there are a lot of conversations going on at a super high level above, you know, above mine and and having that trust and faith in them and that they're going to they're going to get this uh, this going with safety, safety first in mind. Now, the Seminole Coconut Creek Casino is technically in Broward, right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, Coconut Creek's in Broward, yes. Okay, so closest to that one is West Palm Beach and the Palm Beach Kennel Club. Uh, They had a chance to open last week, uh, just a day after uh, Tampa opened, uh, and they've been doing very well there. I'm sure that Coconut Creek, uh, the people that work there, um, really would love to get underway, but it still is in that uh, Broward County area that has been hit pretty hard. So uh, that could be a ways off still for them. Yeah, it, like you said, uh, you know, I'm sure every day there, it's a fluid situation, right? You know, with uh, the, the pandemic, then obviously the, uh, the the recent situation we have going on with uh, the protesting and, and you know, it's something I'm sure that they're keeping an eye on every day, all right? And uh, and I'm sure once they see it safe and on all levels, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna want to reopen just like they did Tampa. And uh, like I said, we have, we, it's a terrific company that's uh, – you know, got its guest in mind. It's got the team members in mind. Uh, the programs that they, they rolled out in Tampa, the Safe and Sound program, was a terrific program. That you know, so many people have. I've, you know, I'm in char- charge of the social media accounts uh, for the poker rooms. Just seeing the people talk about how great of a job that the property did, um, keeping them like they went above and beyond on the amount of safety protocols that they put in mind. And, you know, when when the time is right down here, I'm sure they're going to, you know, implement some of the same things that worked. I'm sure they're going to, you know, just like with anything, you get an opportunity to assess, you know, how things went. It's been a little over a week now. This Thursday will be two weeks since the property has been open. And they're going to implement what worked. And I'm sure they'll, you know, reshape what maybe what didn't. But uh, all that I heard 
the reviews that I have were have been, I would say, 99% positive. I want to get to the Tampa reopening right after the break, but uh, let's just touch real briefly on the other properties uh, in Florida. You have Brighton and Immokalee. I guess Immokalee had a poker room for a long time and discontinued that. Uh, any uh, talk about someday down the road bringing poker back to one of those properties? Uh, I haven't heard any discussions about okay. uh, expanded Florida poker outside the three rooms. Okay. Uh, we want to talk about uh, the opening because you were there. I'm sure it was very exciting. A brand new poker room up there. The hotel up there uh, had a huge opening two weeks before the Guitar Hotel opened with a lot of celebrities and a lot of uh, uh, Falderall, I guess uh, I would put it, uh, big name people. <laughs> I want to talk about some of that uh, when we come back. Let's take our first break on the show here. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Tony Burns, my guest, the director of poker marketing for the Seminole Gaming, which involves all the Seminole casinos here in Florida. And uh, one of the one of the most uh, respected people in the business, not to blow smoke, but, uh, uh, you know, you've worked hard in your tournament yes. days at the aisle before going back to dealing poker and then, took a great position uh, as the tournament director and huge, uh, you know, $10 million tournaments and that sort of thing that have uh, come off without a hitch. But uh, stick around, Tony. We'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit about Tampa and uh, maybe even the relationship with West Palm and, and, and uh, what you heard about up there. But uh, big steps for Florida to come and get poker back. And I'm sure that uh, Joe will have some thoughts as well. So when we return, we'll talk more about the Tampa property here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez, Tony Burns. Uh, we have uh, one of those cool Zoom uh, setups, uh, like on those uh, 
promotional things we've been seeing on TV. I'm I'm not going to be happy till I get about 20 people on the screen uh, here <laughs> one of these days. But uh, Tony, thanks again for your time tonight. We appreciate it, and we want to find out uh, a good deal about what's happening in Tampa. Uh, that place is a shooting star in in every sense. Um, you know, reopened uh, with a new hotel and a new poker room. I guess it was the first week of October, I'm going to say, um, and has uh, been a huge success. Uh, you were there for the opening. I know Keith Urban and uh, a few other stars were at the opening, and uh, that created a lot of excitement for the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, the poker room itself has actually been open for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, and then they had the renovation where they put, I think it was over 700 million with the new hotel tower, um, plus all the additional amenities, gaming space. Um, absolutely beautiful. And I tell everybody that lives down here, if you have not had an opportunity to go to the Tampa property and check it out, it is a beast. Uh, you will get your steps in for sure. Um, <laughs> the uh, World Series of Poker, uh, when the Circa event was held there in February, um, huge numbers, uh, you know, for, uh, that, uh, you know, beat some, or not beat, but uh, I think actually one of them beat uh, a Hollywood number for the largest flight of a, it was a $350 buy-in or higher. Uh, they had almost, I think it was uh, around 1,050 entries for one flight, and it was just incredible to watch them coming through the door. Uh, their event center, I think, hosted, I want to say it was 77 tables. And it was, uh, you know, the players were very impressed by the property and had a great time up there. Now, obviously, there's huge competition down here in South Florida with so many uh, paramutuals uh, that are uh, biting at your heels. You're the, clearly the leader. But uh, some people might be surprised to know that Tampa is a, is a higher revenue producer than the Hollywood property. Yeah, um, our CEO, he, you know, you hear him talk about it, uh, you know, on, on uh, the radio or uh, you know, different interviews that he does as well, talking about, you know, Tampa is one of the uh, higher revenue producers uh, in the in the world. And it's just uh, such a, like I said, it's a beautiful property, uh, pulls from, you know, I said Central Florida, that's kind of my old stomping grounds. Uh, I grew up on the East Coast of Florida. But, you know, it just pulls from so many different markets. You know, not only are you pulling from South Florida, Central Florida, and North Florida, uh, but you think about the Houston market, um, you know, Biloxi, you know, getting there from Georgia, you hop down 75, you're, you know, you're a few hours away. And then the Carolinas, I mean, there's just so many markets that that area, uh, you know, it's so much easier to get into central Florida. Um, and it is, it's uh, it's a terrific, it's a beautiful room. I uh, was up there for, for that opening uh, almost two weeks ago and, you know, knock on wood, things uh, thus far have gone up with, uh, without a hitch. Yeah, just people, people got to remember that uh, the huge uh, market of Orlando with all the theme parks, but a, but a real dearth of poker uh, is only 75 miles away. So I'm sure that the people who live in that area are driving over a couple times a week. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great market. Like I said, I grew up there. I uh, worked on the Sun Cruise Casino 2006 and the amount of people that used to drive over from Tampa and Orlando to the boat to play poker. Um, you know, that just that hardworking blue collar, you know, uh, demographic. And it's, um, you know, along with the retirees of Florida, it's just such a mix of, uh, of clientele that uh, it's seen, uh, the help, that's helped it see in successes. So two weeks ago, uh, the opening of the Seminole Hard Rock Tampa Poker Room, uh, as you started to mention, was a huge success. It was one night after Derby Lane opened. One quick question. I wonder if you heard anything about uh, Derby Lane's opening was scheduled two weeks before they were hoping to open on May 6th. 
And then they're all of a sudden pulled back and they didn't open until two weeks later. Uh, uh, was there kind of a, probably more on their part was kind of a race in their mind to try to get open first. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened there. The only thing I can imagine is I, I don't think that that area was approved to the phase one hadn't begun yet. So maybe they jumped the gun um, is what I'm assuming happened. I don't have confirmation, but you know, put two and two together, right? The phase one for that area hadn't begun and they were trying to open before that, uh, that, that phase one date. So, but uh, yeah, they, you know, they got opened, uh, you know, the, the day before us. So it was, it was good to see um, what to expect. You know, uh, I knew that we were going to be busy um, based on seeing the, uh, I think it was the Mikasuki videos from down here that the people were lined yeah. up, uh, you know, for, for miles to get into the casino. And I'm like, wow, uh, I can only imagine what, what Tampa's going to go, go through on opening night. Yeah, exactly. So you opened the next night at seven o'clock. They opened, I think, in the morning of Wednesday, the day before. And then Palm Beach opened the following day on a Friday. Uh, you went up there and spent, uh, I guess, probably the whole weekend, the first weekend to see how things were going and uh, to help out up there. Uh, Pablo Perez uh, runs the room up there. Joe's a good friend of him from uh, back in the day. Uh, and he's done a great job up there, I know. Tell me how the opening went and... Uh, not that there was any problems, but how many people were waiting outside the door? It's at uh, 6.30 p.m., a half hour before the doors opened. So I got up there uh, mid-afternoon, late afternoon on on the Thursday. And, uh, you know, there you'd already start to see the cars, uh, you know, pulling in. Um, and you could just tell that something special was going to happen that night. It, you know, the walking into the building, the energy, felt, well, you could feel the vibe, the team members were like I, I joked around i walked in the door and there were six people there they're like welcome back and i'm like i work here <laughs> you know but you know if you could just, you know you could just tell how excited they were to be back to work to you know see the guest come back and um yeah it's uh it, it people just i mean there were 12 i think we either had 12 or 14 games going within the first hour yeah and it was just a nice set steady stream of players the game started nicely um, you know, let people got to have a feel of what was uh, going on in the room, see the things that were put into place, you know, for uh, by the safe and sound program, uh, the social distancing, the extra measures uh, the Seminole Hard Rock took, you know, thinking about their safety and, and the team member safety. A big point is the safe and sound program that you you guys put a lot of time into, posted on your website. Uh, people were, I'm sure, prepared for what they had to deal with. Can you kind of summarize that a little bit? Yeah, um, you know, you can go to shrtpoker.com uh, or you can go to the Seminole Hard Rock Tampa um, property website. Um, but there you can find all the details about the program. You know, some of the big ones that we, we told the poker players what to expect. Uh, there's 46 tables in Tampa. Uh, they opened up with 23 six-handed tables uh, with the plexiglass. Uh, you know, just letting the players know that we're, you know, we're keeping the chips in mind every couple hours. They clean the chips in the well, uh, you know, cleaning there's a wash of the cards um you know just that, that those are the big things that a lot of players are worried about right you know what what am i going to be facing obviously masks required um the team members have done a great job wearing gloves as well i know a lot of people are like man it must be really really hard to deal with gloves on but the team members there have done a great job of dealing it's just you know once again it's another line of protection that you know the similar hard rock's gone to to ensure guest safety have you ever worn gloves while you were dealing 
You know, I have not, and I might have to challenge myself now after the show's over. I might uh, <laughs> ask my wife for a pair of latex gloves and give it a shot. But no, I have not tried to shuffle gloves on. I can only imagine it's uh, it, it can't be easy. But to watch the dealers that night, um, you know, they were they were excited to be back. You know, there's just so many. Um, you couldn't see the smiles, but you can only imagine seeing them on the other side that people were just happy to be back. Uh, obviously, with people having to be back, right around that time, there were uh, things at certain grocery stores and, uh, uh, you know, malls and stuff like that, where there were problems with people around the country who did not want to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to get it too much into politics or anything, but uh, Trump, uh, Donald Trump has uh, kind of been against uh, wearing masks himself, obviously. And maybe that has not been such a great sign for people, but uh, you have to deal with it. And uh, you guys were very strict on that enforcement, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, Mr. Allen said that. I think there was, it was either one, and forgive me for not having the number in front of me, it was either one or three people refused to wear a mask. And I think one of them, I think it was three people refused and one person ended up leaving. So I think out of all the guests that they had that night for only to have one person not, you know, to have to leave because of it. Um, and then they had the, the temperature checks as well, you know, when coming through the door and I got to see that technology. I, I kind of peeked around to see what that looked like. Um, and they took some pictures. It was really amazing what we have in place in terms of technology nowadays uh, to you know, be able to walk through. Uh, non-invasive, like you walked through and you're like, all right, that was it. Because you go to some of the other places right now, you know, right, they're holding a thermometer almost right, to your right, forehead, right? right? And, right. you know, so for some people, they get claustrophobic. It's like, you know, get with everything going on, please keep your hand away from my face. And once again, it's another investment that the property's made to make guests feel comfortable when they walk through the door that they don't have somebody with the with the temperature gauge almost to the you know touching their face and, and for people who haven't seen that it's actually different colors in uh, in the infrared kind of uh, shot on the tv screen so uh yeah uh th- there's several screens right above the entrance where you can see that so the you you see when you walk in it's almost like um two cameras pointing at you and then they have the tv screen on the other side with the the security team and, you know, they're watching you as you come through. They got everything cued and, you know, uh, you walk through and, you know, they smile and say, welcome back or, you know, you're good to go or something to that effect. And um, I, I'm not aware of anybody that uh, had to be attended to. You know, I'm sure if somebody comes up with, you know, whatever reading that needs attention, you know, there's somebody on hand to to address them. Um, but uh, I, I haven't heard of any, you know, situations. And like I said, we're almost two weeks in and and things are continuing to hum there. So people have been pretty good about not trying to come in and play, even though they really wanted to very badly, but knew that maybe they had some symptoms and were trying to cover those up. You didn't run into new that. No, I, um, you know, I was there. Um, I stayed for a day and I had, I had back the next night. Um, I didn't hear of any situations where, you know, Hey, somebody has been coughing too much or maybe somebody wasn't being respectful in any type of nature. Um, like I said, the opening of the reopening of that room, uh, and like I said, I stayed pretty much confined to the poker room. I walked through the casino floor, but to also see that, I wanted to see how it was looking out there. Um, and once again, that was just another great scene of people um, there. They did, you know, they took a lot of measures to ensure, you know, guest safety out on the floor as well. Um, but for, like I said, for the night, I, I spent uh, in the poker room and, you know, nobody, uh, I, I just think that players are just so thankful to be back. And they, and, that they and like getting what Joe said earlier, 
it's really hard for them to complain about anything right now when, when you look around and you see all the problems going around the world and uh, the fact that so many people are, are sitting at home not getting to play live poker. Did you get to spread a few different games? So they, um, I, I want to say they had one, two, no, uh, two, you know, your typical one, two, two, five. Uh, there was some PLO, one, two, two, five PLO. Um, I think they had a two, five with a, with a rock going. Um, but, uh, you know, pretty, pretty standard games. I think there was four or five different mix going on. Um, you know, didn't see that. Um, I know occasionally they get like a, like an OE game, but you know, that's, you know, that's uh, typically played by a crew that's a little bit, uh, you know, um, you know, elder. And I can only imagine right now the, the elderly are, you know, they're, they're probably waiting things out for a little while. And I, you know, anybody that says, Hey, Tony, I'm just not comfortable coming back right now, or, Hey, I'm waiting a couple of weeks or, you know, Hey, I've got this condition or this family member. I get it. You know, um, you know, during this whole thing, I, I had to take measures, you know, for uh, personal reasons as well. And, um, you know, it's uh, we're all adults, right. And we got to make uh, adult decisions and, I'm thankful for all those that have come back and completely understand those that are waiting for whatever personal reason they have. Uh, give us a description of the plexiglass and what went into the decisions for putting those in. Cause not everybody is using them. Uh, there is uh, some disagreements in the industry about whether that's important or not, but uh, uh, it came very early uh, with a highly a park photo that was out. And I think one of the Louisiana places uh, tweeted it out very early. So you've had different things to look at. What this, what were the decisions made going into the opening of Tampa? So the, the uh, decision to make plexiglass obviously was one of those uh, of, a, of a higher, you know, decision. And, uh, you know, at first, you know, you, you're like, okay, this is going to be interesting because it's something new, right? What are the players going to think about it? But once again, it's, it's another safety feature that, let's say there's somebody, you know, we've all seen the memes or you see somebody that might have uh, not be wearing their mask properly, you know, and the fact that the plexiglass there is just another measure that is protecting the players around them during these times. And you know what? I I don't know if it was like, Hey, if you want to have poker going, you have to have plexiglass. And if that's what it takes, I mean, people have to understand if that's what it takes to get it open, that's what it took to get it open. And we should be thankful, you know, rather than criticizing thankful for it and you know that's just kind of the, the the nature of the business right we're all you know the players like to have their their feelings about certain uh certain things and and i get it we're all entitled to our opinions but this is just another safety feature and i've witnessed it firsthand i tell people hey <clears throat> don't knock it until you try it you know go go sit down and i and you're not going to find that it is you know with six-handed poker you've got room to operate and the plexiglass at the table's the way it was designed is it gives you room to operate around you. And it's, you know, I've sat at it personally. I haven't played. I mean, I got to sit at the, the tables. Um, but uh, I, I think players, once they play with it, they're not, after a few hands get going, you probably won't even realize that it's there. As, as a poker room director, let me bring Joe in, because as a poker room director, you're always looking at how many hands uh, you're dealing an hour. Uh, certain dealers are obviously faster than others. And uh, I'm sure that some people have lost their jobs because they were just way too slow. But I'm sure this does slow it down. Joe, your thoughts about uh, the speed of the game and how important this that is at this point? Well, at this point, I don't think it's a big deal. And I'm sure Tony will agree with me. People are just happy to be back. 
and dealers will deal with gloves on. And like he said, I've been itching to deal with gloves on also, Tony. But <laughs> being that Tony and I dealt for a long time and we've dealt with dealers for a very long time, uh, you know, it's funny because some of the posts that I'm seeing on a Facebook, on a poker dealer's app that they got there, you know, the first first week in, in, in uh, Tampa and down here in South Florida and all of that, oh, everybody was happy to be back, but all of a sudden, you know, well, how much were they making an hour, you know, this and the other, and I, I have a feeling that's just the nature of this beast that the dealers will be complaining about that. I don't know how they're handling it. Are you guys doing also the same thing of one dealer to a table and then just another, like just alternating two dealers at one table? No, they, they did a standard rotation. Um, you know, I heard what they did in West Palm and, you know, I was, I respect what they did there. You know, I, I'm not one to criticize because once again, you never know what conversations went on to get poker opened at that facility. You know, because each county might be different that they might have talked to some regulator that said, hey, if you want to have poker open in your facility, you're, you're only allowed to have one or two dealers. For us, that didn't seem to be the, the same case. For me, personally, I don't know if I'd want to be have the same dealer or two over and over, over an eight-hour session. Because, you know, let's face it, some players are superstitious. Some dealers are slower than others. And, you, you know, when you come to play live poker, you want to get out as many hands as possible. Some dealers may not give the same guest service that somebody you really like. So you're like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking, you're like, all right, well, I have to deal with this dealer for a half an hour. And I got a really good dealer coming in behind this person, right? So, you know what, I might stay for another half an hour. So, but once again, I understand that they probably did that because that's what it took for them to get poker open. And I'm not one to criticize it if I had the flexibility to not have that, I, I would I would have chose against it. Just like for them, they didn't have to have plexiglass apparently because they're open, right? Right. And that was probably presented to them that hey, you can have it or not. And for them, they've looked at I'm sure a few things: the cost of it, and probably thinking about the players too that they probably wouldn't want to play in front of it. But you know, like I said, the Seminole Hard Rock has gone above and beyond thinking about their safety and it was uh i think in the end it, it was a great thing to implement so do i and, and you're right tony i didn't even think about the fact that they may have been told to open up this is how you had to handle that situation so that's a it's a great point you just made i didn't even think about that point tony so i'm glad to hear that you're doing the rotation because that that obviously is what we use what we've used to in the mm -hmm. industry so even though there are other restrictions with the plexiglass and how everything else is going to be handled, at least that's some sort of, uh, you know, some normalcy that, that they you had in the past where you knew every half hour a new dealer was coming to your table. Right. And, 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 and also with, uh, you know, when you go there and you, uh, you, put, you get sat to a table and that's your table for the day. And if your game breaks or you, or you let's say you're having a really good one, two, no limit session, and you want to hop up to 2-5 for the day. Well, right now, they're not allowing that to happen, right? Once again, yeah. another thing that it probably took for them to sell to open up poker. Um, in Tampa, they're allowing one table transfer a day. So if you want to, if you want to move, you can transfer once, and, and that's it. And, and I think that's fair. I think, you know, I, I get what they're trying to do up there. But, uh, you know, I think that's a little, I think it's a little uh, extreme 
personal in my right. personal opinion but once again it might have been something that said hey noah or rooney family whoever's on that behalf that hey if you guys want to uh reopen poker these are the guidelines to abide by tony i want to ask you that now with you having said that okay what's your opinion as far as it being that you're a great tournament director when do you think that because I, Dave and I have discussed this, and I'm not quite sure that it's going to be very quickly that tournament poker is going to come back. One, based on some of those things that you just mentioned, that people can't switch seats, tables break down, um, you know. So what do you think? What's your, what's your opinion as to when large, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of players are going to come back if and when that happens. What's well, the old saying go if I had a nickel for every time I got asked that question? <laughs> I would imagine I, as a tournament director. Guys, I wouldn't be having – I don't think I'd be having this interview with you guys. I think I'd be on an island right now retired. <laughs> but, no, it, you know what? It's, it's a great question. It's one that I've been getting multiple times a day. You know, Tony, when do you foresee tournaments coming back? What is your opinion about the WSOP? And right, everybody's business is different. Um, you know, I'm tournament at heart. I came up bar poker tournament, um, and I love poker tournaments more than any, anybody probably in the world. Um, <laughs> but right now, um, depending, I, I think we'll have tournaments up in terms of Florida. I mean, there, I know there's already been some daily tournaments at other places. Um, in, in my opinion, do I think they rushed it a little bit? Um, yeah, but I understand that their business right now, like the Tampa cash games, uh, have been incredible. The volume in the room right now, unfortunately, there's, you know, the volume is right now tournaments, um, you know, they need to wait right now, you know, um, you know, you run a poker room, you know, the economics of a room when it comes to cash games and tournaments, but absolutely. I, 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 but I have said in meetings that the tournament players can't be forgotten and nobody's looking to forget them. It's a matter of guys, we need, we just have been open not more than two weeks. Business uh, numbers are being looked at. They're being assessed, and when the time is right, I mean, they're they're still just trying. They're trying to open up the, all their other properties as well. So you know, one step at a time. I keep telling everybody, look, one step at a time. Tournaments are eventually going to be back. When I don't know. Um, you know, it's another thing to look at. I think this is going to be an opportunity to get creative, and I'm not going to spill some of the creative ideas I have for tournaments uh, coming up. But I think there are some things that we can do in the in the short term when the, the business volumes allow us to run different kinds of tournaments that think about player safety right now and keeping, you know, that uh, that game um, condensed, you know, and that way with uh, reentries, right? You know, people busting and going to a, a random seat. I think that's one of the things, that's one thing I will say that right now, I think if you do run a tournament, I think that players should go back to the same seat just so it's, you know, you don't have somebody constantly coming up and wiping down an area. You're going to, you know, for busier rooms, you're going to run your staff crazy uh, trying to, you know, chase after players and wipe down areas. Right. Um, but I think uh, tournaments will come back. Uh, it's just a matter of time. I just, I know we've all been patient, right. For the last eight to 10 weeks, you know, sitting at yeah. home. Right. And to ask tournament players, Hey, can you be a little bit more patient? Right. Um, but I, I hope that tournaments, you know, what? I, I would love to see tournaments back by the end of the year. You know, um, that's, I, I, you know, but it, everything can change. Everything changes every week, right? Every day, this it, something changes. I, I think it's too hard right now to say, um, you know, that, you know, let's say in 90 days, 
the whole landscape of poker and and what our uh, what our world looks like will change. And I think you just take things uh, as they come, and just everybody needs to know that Seminole Hard Rocks always put you know poker and tournament poker at at the forefront. And when they can bring it back safely, it, it'll be back. And that's what I keep telling everybody. I wonder if we'll that's ever cool. have the day again where you walk into the event center with seventy five tables all packed and people waiting in line. Uh, I mean, poker was just so popular at that one point with a $10 million guarantee that first year and, and, uh, crazy stuff. Can we ever get back to that? I I think we can, you know, I, and I think we're just going to have to have new protocols and procedures in place. All right. Just after, you know, everybody, you know, references nine 11, right. You know, we used, I remember the days my mom used to walk me onto my plane when I was a kid. And my mom could walk me to the plane, sit me down at my seat and say goodbye to me, you know, and then, you know, things started to change where, all right, if you don't have a ticket, you have to stop at security now. Right. And it's just like this now where if there might be things in place where maybe it'll involve spectators. I, I'm, I'm like, once again, this is speculating that maybe you don't come into the tournament area unless you have a ticket. Right. Just to keep down on the amount of people. And Hey, during breaks, you know, you <laughs> if you've been in the halls of the Rio uh, during a, during a, during a uh, break and that, that 20 minutes of the mad rush to the bathrooms and people shoulder to shoulder, I remember standing at the booth and saying, Hey, if you want refuge, come in here, uh, you know, to, <laughs> to, to not get trampled over. Um, you know, you might have to do breaks and waves, right? Staggered breaks to, to cut down on the amount of people that go on breaks, a break at one time. Um, I know that that's another thing you're missing not to rub salt in the wound, but uh, with no world series of poker this summer right now, maybe it will be back later in the fall, but you guys had a booth the last several years in the hallway. And that was probably something you look forward to a lot uh, over the years. Yeah. yeah I went uh, to Vegas for uh, the booth uh, first time, 2016. So four years, uh, you know, doing the booth and, you know, always look forward to going out there for the summer, seeing the players, you know, constantly reminding them of the, of the brand um promoting august uh last year uh we used uh, the booth to promote all three properties um and uh, you know it's you know seeing the uh the memories uh pop up in my facebook memories of you know a year ago two years ago three years ago you were setting up the booth or you know uh last year this time was right after the uh, final tables the wpt final table and uh- and okay. that, you know, just to look back and see those memories and, uh, you know, you look at your head and say, wow, what, what, a, what a difference a year makes. A lot of people are probably wondering, uh, since you're so close with the Matt Savage, a, a very close friend of yours for a long time, uh, the WPT is, has some big decisions to make. They had three tournaments that had played down to a final table and were going to be played out there in March at the uh, HyperX Sports Arena at the Luxor. Uh, they'll have to reschedule those, obviously, and finish that tournament with TV coverage and everything. Uh, it's still to be decided, I guess, whether the Seminole Hard Rock showdown will possibly happen this year or even further down the road, the uh, SHRPO. Uh, so lots of decisions on your side as well. Tell me what uh, your thoughts are right now. Uh, obviously, you, there's so much that needs to happen before you get back, back to that. Yeah. And you just said it. I I think there's just so much, you know, the first things first, right. You know, they got to get Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood and the Broward County and the other properties open, you know, before you start tackling on, you know, thinking about poker tournaments, you know, 
And, uh, you know, right now it, it's still listed as postponed. You know, I think there's a hope to, to have it at, at some point. Um, you know, time, you know, um, you know, time of the essence, there might become a time where you say, you know what, it might not be feasible for this year. And I'm sure the WSOP guys, I don't envy them right now. I mean, it's, it's such a huge uh, event of the year that impacts uh, so many different elements. You know, you think about the people that, um, you know, all the workers, and I think a lot of people forget this, uh, you know, there's so many casino workers that they work these two months out of the year and it's such a huge part of their, their yearly income. And, uh, you know, depending on where you live in the U.S. right now and, you know, won't get into, like say, the politics of, a, you know, unemployment websites, you know, some for some states are, are tough, you know, it's tough to get right now. And, you know, there's just so many things that those guys are thinking of. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, they're trying to be mindful of all those and as long as along with keeping safety in mind. Right. But in, ter in terms of us, I think, you know, first things first, we, we get uh, get the property open, get poker back open and, and then you look back on, you know, um, what what do we miss, right? And then how do we move forward? And I, I, I know we'll come out of this stronger. Uh, one last thing, and that is the poll you posted on Twitter, um, just to get a feel for what people were thinking. I mean, obviously, we just went through a discussion of when tournaments will come back, and if they'll come back, will they come back strong? Uh, simply playing live poker, there's been such a – such a huge uptick in online play and big tournaments, that sort of thing. You posted a no, a poll, uh, just kind of very simply asking people if on or if poker returns to live play, will you return? And I was very surprised that the turnout was pretty even on both sides. 40% said yes. 40% said no. 20% said I haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts behind posting that thing and the response you got to it because nearly 2000 people made their votes. Yeah, it was awesome. I was really happy to get that sample size, right? Cause some, well, sometimes you put things out there and you might get a couple hundred votes and that's not a true, you know, and even 2000, right. I'm, but just to get a, a pulse on what's going on there right now. And I liked, and I like to see the amount of people that retweeted from different demographics, um, you know, geographics around the country. Right. Yeah. And uh, it, um, it's kind of what I, I thought would it, it would be because I've said during the whole this whole thing that there was going to be a couple groups of people. There's going to be one group of people that really want to get back out there and play. And there's going to be another group of people that just aren't ready yet. And then there's going to be those people right in the middle, too. Right. I forgot about the third group. And it did. It really <laughs> held true. And no, it really held true that it was very even and balanced. Um, I was uh, like I said, it was. It was very vague when I put it out there. A lot of people were like, well, Tony, you didn't put much. Uh, if live poker returns in one week or if live per poker returns in three months. And I wanted to be extremely vague in the question. Um, it was just more of getting somebody's gut feeling to poker. It was almost like, hey, if live poker does return tomorrow, would you return? And getting those people's uh, gut reactions and gut feelings to, uh, to that question. So we'll find out more this week when Las Vegas opens their casinos. We'll see what happens if the Venetian does open on Friday. Uh, Joe, any last, any last thoughts for Tony? Well, this is more on a personal because Tony's answered everything great. And as and you can still see he's got his tournament director mentality there. <laughs> Tony answered everything perfectly that we, <laughs> that, that we've asked him tonight. And, um, just want to wish you the, you know, the best of luck over there, Tony. And, uh, for you and your family to stay safe. And once again, this was a 
tremendous, tremendous uh, show here on our, on this. Uh, so, so, yeah, much, no, so, much more to, so much more to talk about when uh, mm. Hollywood opens, and that won't be too far down the road, hopefully. Uh, so we'll uh, hopefully visit over there and be able to see them in action soon and then have you back on again. But uh, uh, just one last thought about uh, Matt Savage, uh, who I mentioned. Uh, they're a pretty similar poker market to us. Are they uh, Are they uh, having any plans to reopen out there? Um, you know, I – I know that he's uh, he's got his hands on all the cookie jars, right? Uh, in terms of California, Vegas, uh, you know, being all around the world, um, you know, it's uh, you know, in terms of Vegas poker, um, you know, that that's still you know a lot of to be determined there. Looks like California is trying to make some headway on some things out there. I saw uh, Thunder Valley is going to be opening on June eighth. Um, so, and I think uh, was it Jam- Jamal or Jamal uh, poker room is open out there. Right. Uh, so. So that's uh, it's good to see that, you know, and I keep telling people we want to see poker come back as an industry as a whole, um, you know, from the, the from the smallest room to, to the commerces of the world, to our room. You want to see these rooms come back because we're, we are truly as an industry, we're all in it together. And, uh, you know, Joe, I, I wish the best for you guys, too, down there. And, um, you know, you don't uh, there's a lot of friends in the business that are going through some hard times right now because there's just so much unknown. Right. Yeah, sir. There's there's the human element out of all this. There's the business and the human, and um, putting all of business aside, you just want to see people. You know, they work for their families, and and uh, you know that's what I know what I work for. So, uh, like I said, I wish you guys all the best. It's always a pleasure to come on the show and and chat uh, about the the business and the industry we love, and and uh, continue successes to you guys. Above and beyond, as usual, Tony. We uh, yeah, appreciate sure. it. But um, I know you have two small daughters, probably getting ready for bed. And uh, yeah, one one of them actually, she's tapping on the window right now. <laughs> uh, she, she's, I, I told her I would be done right around eight o'clock, and she's kind of like, "Dad, you know, I, I, she You're put me on the clock." She, well, no, she put me on the clock, so I'm <laughs> on the clock go. with my kids. I'll let there you go. You we'll finish things up over here, me and Joe. We appreciate you being on, Tony. All right, T- All right take guys. care, Tony. Thank you very much. All right. Okay, uh, Joe, let's uh, finish off with a couple of uh, news and notes, I guess, uh, of what's going on in the world of poker. Uh, There's always rooms with uh, legal ramifications. I didn't want to get into this with Tony because it's not – it's above his pay scale, as he always says, as Mike Smith used to always say. But uh, there are people out there that are always looking for some kind of excuse to uh, sue somebody. So if someone gets the coronavirus at a poker room – uh, you know, they can claim negligence, I guess, uh, because they open back up maybe too soon. Uh, is that something you've ever thought about in your business? Honestly, I'm not going to be thinking about that because there are so many different ways for you to get it. I mean, obviously, if, uh, you know, the numbers spike way up because casinos open up, well, <laughs> it's not going to be too hard to, to imagine that that's probably where they got it. But Dave, uh, Disney, Universal have put, you know, disclaimers. Hey, if you come to the park, we're doing the best we can to keep you safe and healthy, but uh, you are assuming all the risks. And I can't imagine that casinos aren't going to do that going forward. Yeah. Well, the casinos are going to be open very soon out in Vegas. Uh, New Jersey said it's just way too early for them. So Atlantic City is not going to be the same. So we'll look forward to uh, uh, finding out what's going to happen around the country. It's dribs and drabs. It's uh, as Ron DeSantis would say here in Florida, step by step, doing it smart. 
Dave, honestly, I think, you know, and, and I wanted to ask this of, of Tony, but you were asking him such great questions. I didn't want to interrupt, but I wanted to, you know, tell him, hey, poker is going to be so different going forward and the players and, and the casinos are going to have to adjust. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's early there. So uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I did mention, uh, and Tony touched on it briefly, that the WPT has tournaments to finish out there, whether they do it at the Luxor and they change. There's just so many other questions to get involved in that as well. So uh, it's tough. It's tough. There, there are tournaments going on online. Uh, the Super High Roller Bowl. Uh, was p- being played over the last few days, and there's a lot of results in big name players playing online from their houses, that sort of thing. Uh, Victor Blom, uh, Isildur won, uh, has won two tournaments during the series and finished second in another one. Alex Foxen won one, Dan Smith, and uh, big name players are, are still getting their poker in online. Uh, Alex Foxen won one of the events, so uh, certainly. Uh, there is stuff going on, and we'll keep an eye on some of that over the next few weeks. But uh, I'm very curious as to uh, when Hollywood will open, and I hope it's uh, you know not more than a couple of months away. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, check us out, as usual. On um, You can find us on the Poker Fuse podcast page. Hold'em Radio Network is a great place to find the show on a regular basis. A lot of great podcasts on there. And then we move. But there are plenty of things going on in the world of poker and always something coming up new. Uh, One of the players uh, that that won a big tournament uh, in the last few days was uh, um, David Prochiak. Won a tournament over... Uh, one of the tournaments uh, that he finished second in in the Lucky Hearts Poker Open along with his girlfriend, Melissa Singh. We did a lot of interviews with that. So I was uh, happy to see that he's done well in some of his tournaments. Uh, he captured uh, his second career circuit event at the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa uh, back in, um, I guess that was in February. So February 13th. So. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to see them again and talk about what's going on in their game. Uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, Tampa has been a tremendous success, as Tony said. Uh, Derby Lane is uh, kicking butt over there on the west coast of Florida. And over here on the east coast, we got uh, the Palm Beach Kennel Club uh, operating as well. So it's happening. Uh, Maybe not as fast as we as hope, but still, uh, stuff that we can do. Joe... uh, Best of luck uh, with all uh, your family and, and that sort of thing. I know that you've Thank had you. family that have been touched by the coronavirus. Hopefully you yep. stay healthy. And uh, we'll hope that uh, your poker room opens uh, over in my casino, Miami. You're working in the casino as well. And uh, so, again, good luck with that. You got it, Big Dave. Everybody, Joe, everybody, you guys, stay healthy. Uh, we're just waiting. All the uh, I'm looking at all the all the social posting of our dealers. They're going crazy now. So let's hope it opens up with this month. Okay, that's all for us this week. We'll be back next week with another show. Again, we want to uh, uh, get a lot of the poker room directors. That's back to back weeks now with Noah Carbone. Now with Tony Burns, and we'll have a few other uh, down the road. I've been in touch with uh, Dave Lipton, of course, my friends over at Annie Up Magazine. And they're hoping to publish a magazine pretty soon as things get back to normal. Slow but sure. And uh, 
we'll hope that uh, things turn around. Anyway, that's going to do it. Joe, Joe Costello, thank you as well for all your help. We'll see everybody next week here on another edition of Poker Action Hour. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 